Fighting here. All the first division ball clubs, all strong contenders in the very short National League race. The San Francisco Giants lead by one half game over Cincinnati. And the Dodgers. Dodgers with an average of 567 along with the Cincinnati Reds. In fourth place, Milwaukee, two and a half games back. And Pittsburgh in fifth place, four and a half back. Philadelphia Phillies are in sixth place. They trail by eight and one half games. And the following cards, Fox, St. Louis, Chicago, Houston, and the Mets fill out the balance of the league. Mets have won 45 and lost 98. And against the Milwaukee Braves, they have won four of the six games played here in Shea Stadium. Winning all four of their victories against Milwaukee right here in Shea Stadium. They have lost 11 on the season and these three games here in this series, the final three of the season between the Milwaukee Braves and the New York Mets. Tomorrow will be a day game, game time at 2 o'clock. And then Sunday, a single day game. Game time tomorrow will be at 2.15. Tomorrow's pitchers will be Al Jackson. And going for the Milwaukee Braves, Tony Cloninger. This broadcast, Jack Fisher with his warm-up pitches, all set to go now. And he'll be pitching to Rico Cardi as his first man. It'll be Rico Cardi, Matt Jones, and Hank Aaron. Three right-hand batters in the top of the first. Cardi with an average of 318. Make Mac Jones a left-hand batter. Ten home runs and 34 runs batted in. And the first pitch of the ball game is hit foul over the top of the screen to strike one. Rico Cardi, who's been injured part of the season, got himself straightened out when they found out that one of his legs was shorter than the other, and they put a lift in his shoe, and that straightened out his back condition. And since then, he has been inserted in the regular lineup in left field, and Bobby Bregan stated that he expects to keep him there the rest of the season. Cardi has been torn against the Mets. He's been up at bat 90 times against the Mets and had 45 hits, an even 500 average. Next pitch back by Fisher's outside, and the count one ball and one strike. Cardi with 10 home runs against the Mets in two years of Major League play. His first Major League home run was right here to win a ball game by a score of 3-2. to Now to 1-1 pitch. Hard ground ball, hit the short, a half off, handled nicely by Roy McMillan. His throw to first base is in time. So the ex-Milwaukee Brave, Roy McMillan, turning in the first out of the ball game. And now the batter will be Mac Jones. Jones with an average of 267. He has hit 28 home runs this year and had 68 runs batted in. The Milwaukee Brave lineup with a total of 180 home runs this year. That leads to National League. And the first pitch by Fisher is fouled off, and it's strike one. So Jones, along with Rico Cardi, fouling off his first pitch. Fisher has a record of 8-19. and 19. He is 2-2 with the Braves this season, and 4-5 and in his lifetime work. Won both of his victories right here in Shea Stadium. And now Fisher back in one strike, and a changeup is hit foul on the left side. Strike two. Strike down on Mac Jones with one out in the top of the first. For Jack Fisher, this is his 37th appearance, his 33rd start. Jack leads the club in any pitch with 217. Taking a long reading of the signs from his catcher, Greg Goosen. Now into the windup and the two-strike delivery. It's inside and high, ball one. Mac Jones started the swing, then held off. And the count now, one ball and two strikes. 
Mac Jones has had sort of an unusual season. He has hit 28 home runs. He also leads the club in strikeouts. He has struck out 105 times. Now at 1-2, pitch is inside. It turns him around. Pitch down around the five. Two balls and two strikes. Jones had several trials in the major leagues and finally hooked on with Milwaukee this year. And he's had a fine year. 2-2 two, two pitch, a changeup. It's in the dirt. So the count goes to 3-2 and two after Jack Fisher had it at two strikes. This has been a good year for players that have spent years of drudgery in the minor leagues to come through. Luke Johnson of the Dodgers getting the first break along with Don LeJohn of the Dodgers. They had spent over 10 years in the minors. Now 3-2. The pitch is fouled back in the screen. So the count remains. Three balls and two strikes. One out. We're in the top of the first. Mac Jones, the second batter in the ball game. On deck is Hank Aaron. Six-team race. The Philadelphia Phillies only eight and a half games back in six plays. Pitch back is fouled back. So the count remains at three balls and two strikes. Umpires in the ball game behind home plate. Dan Landis at first base, Mel Steiner. At second base, Al Bollock, the head of the crew. And at third base, Augie Donatelli. Coaches for the Milwaukee Braves, Dixie Walker at first base. JoJo White, the coach at third. Once again, a 3-2, and the pitch is again fouled out. Ball high in the air, coming back from home plate. Greg Goosen, the catcher, to take a long look. Milwaukee Braves have been better at home than they have been on the road. They have a record of 43-32 and 32 at home. 75 of their 81 games played at home. On the road, they have won 34 and lost 30. They finish up against the Giants and the Dodgers the final week of the season. Now again, the 3-2. A let up line to right. Right there is Joe Christopher moving to his left. And Joe makes the catch. Two men up and two men out. And the batter now is Hank Aaron. Hank, a right-hand batter with an average of 328. He's hit 29 home runs this year and has driven in 81. straight away, infield not too deep. And the first pitch by Fisher hit down the short. Another half off for Roy McMillan. He handles it nice. He throws low, the ball is dropped. Jim Hickman couldn't come up with a short hop at first base, and there'll be an air charge to Roy McMillan. Jim Hickman at first base, now moving in to hold Hank Aaron at first. And the batter coming up is Eddie Matthews. Matthews with a comeback here, hitting 256. He's had 30 home runs, driven in 88. Left-hand batter. Outfield shifting over to play Matthews as a full hitter. Throw to first base, but Hank Aaron back without a tag. Hank, a good base runner, one of the top base runners in the league. He has 21 stolen bases. He's been caught only two times. The first pitch is taken to the throw to first base, moves Aaron back to the bag in a hurry. Pitch was low for ball one. We're in the top of the first. 
No score in the game. Jack Fisher working to Eddie Matthews. He throws the first again. High throw, and the tag made by Jim Hickman was too late. Jim goes for a second try, hoping to catch Hank Aaron between steps. Then throws the ball back to Fisher. And the Fisher pitch comes in, and it's hit out to center field. Leon Jones moving in and waiting. He makes the catch, and every time is aside. No runs, no hit, one error, and one man left. And the score at the end of one-half inning, the Braves nothing, the New York Mets coming up. You've been wondering what Swedish Americans sing after the smorgasbord. Listen to this. Swedish Americans sing over and over at their parties and picnics until they raise a fearful thirst. Then they change their tune. Halon Gore is a traditional Swedish drinking song. And often the beer they drink is Rheingold Extra Dry. In fact, in New York City, where there are more Swedes than in all of Huskborna, more people drink Rheingold than any other beer. Why do Swedish Americans like Rangoli? We don't know. But we must be doing something right. The New York Mets coming to bat for the first time in the ball game, and they all have Ron Hunt as their leadoff batter. Ron will be followed by Roy McMillan and then Joe Christopher. On the mound for the Milwaukee Braves, left-hander Wade Blassingame. has a record of 16 wins and 9 losses. Lifetime in the Major Leagues. He has 125 and lost 14. He's 2-0 against the Mets this year and 4-0 lifetime. So the top left-hander for the Milwaukee Braves going against the Mets in the first game of the three-game series. Smith, who was injured before the ball game started in infield practice. He was hit by a line drive, hit by Canizero while Chris was hitting to the outfield. And the report is that there was no bleeding, just a bruise. Smith is groggy, and Peter Lamont, the team physician, is on his way to check him out. He was hit on the right cheekbone. Well, so far, the report sounds fairly encouraging. Ron Hunt stepping up, and now Joe Torrey walking off with the home plate umpire toward the dugout of the Milwaukee Braves. Bobby Bregan moving back to get something for Joe Torrey. Milwaukee Braves will have Joe Torrey as their catcher. The first baseman is Gene Oliver. The second baseman, Frank Bowling. Sandy Alomar is the shortstop. And the third baseman, Eddie Matthews. Dan Landis now pointing out to the mound, and Augie Donatelli comes in to ask him what he wants. Donatelli running out toward the outfield, and evidently Wade Blassingame doesn't feel well, and he's not going to pitch in the game, and we're going to have another pitcher. Wade Blassingame, who was standing on the mound all this time, evidently doesn't feel well, and he is not going to be able to pitch. Coming in from the bullpen, Milwaukee Brave pitcher. Bob 
out there, right-hander coming in from the bullpen to take his warm-up pitches. So Wade blasting game doesn't throw a pitch. Bobby Bregan is now explaining the situation to Wes Westrum, who has come out to talk with Stan Landon. So this series getting off to an intriguing start. You've heard the stories of pitchers warming up under the grandstand, trying to deceive the manager of the opposition to start another team, and then all of a sudden a switch being made so that the players will be out of position. We'll have to wait and get the report on what happened to Wade Blassingame. Blassingame has not been feeling well. He has been suffering from the flu and has had a temperature in the hundreds, so evidently this is no ruse. It is the real thing. Zagowski has walked off and blasting game is starting to warm up again. Bob Zagowski, walking all the way in from the bullpen, came all the way to the mound, then walked off the mound, and blasting game evidently is going to try it. West Westrum still discussing the situation with Stan Landis. They might make blasting game pitch to one batter. There is a rule in baseball that if you are on the starting card, that you have to pitch to one batter, or a pitcher in a ball game has to pitch to one batter before a change can be made. There have been exceptions to this, but it has been a case of illness. Now Bobby Bregan and Stan Landis are going to discuss the situation. Also, if a pitcher is injured, in the process of pitching to one batter, he does not have to continue through. Now they're going to send Bob Sadowski all the way back to the bullpen to warm up gone down under the stands and he'll go back out to the bullpen to warm up. So what is going to probably happen is that blasting game will pitch to one batter and then Sadowski will then be brought in the ball game. This takes all the complications out of it. Or does it? First batter will be Ron Hunt. Ron hitting at 221 and the first pitch is in for pitch too high for ball one. It would be unusual if he got Ron out, decided to stay in the ball game and they went on to pitch a no-hitter. with no home runs and five runs better than a right-hand batter. The pitch back is hit hard to right field, all down by Bowling on one hop and throw to first base in time. Frank Bowling taking a one-hopper that was headed toward right field as he moved to his left. He made the play to first base in time for the out. So blasting game is now going to try Roy McMillan. Roy, a right-hand batter, hitting 250 with... One home run and 37 runs batted in. No score in the game. One out in the bottom half of the first. And the first pitch to Roy is in for a call strike. A fastball around the letters over the outside part of the play. Bob Sadowski now warming up in the bullpen for the Milwaukee Braves. And the one strike delivery. Curveball dropping in. Strike two. game takes a lot off his curveball. It's a big rolling curve. And it's quite a change in speed off his fastball. Two strike count. And now the left-hander back to McMillan high inside. Roy nods away and it's one ball, two strikes. two strikes on Roy McMillan. Blasting game into the windup and back again. 
there. The pitch is swung on and foul tipped, held on to by Joe Torrey, strike three. So Blassingame, who wasn't going to pitch, now has retired two in a row, and the batter coming up is Joe Christopher. Christopher's batting 256 with five home runs and 40 runs batted in. Joe's next hit will be his 100th this year. Club leader in hits, Charlie Smith with 111. Along with Eddie Greenpool has 125. Roy McMillan with 123. So Joe's somewhat behind his pace-setting lead of last year. First pitch is ball one. It's one ball, no strike. Pitch back to the plate is outside, ball two. Christopher led the club in runs with 78, hits with 163, and singles with 113 last year. Batted 300 with 16 home runs. This has been an off year for Joe off that 1964 record. Pitch back is in for a call strike. Two balls and one strike. with two men out in the bottom half of the first. No score. And a changeup to the plate. It's outside. It's ball three. Three and one. On deck batter, Jim Hickman. And Wade Blasting game into the windup and back again. And the pitch is swung on and missed. A high fastball. Foul tipped into the glove of Torrey. And it's three balls and two strikes. Christopher stepping out of the batter's box, taking a lot of time out of the batter's box, so time is being called by Stan Landis. Joe evidently with something in his eye. Now he gets back in. The count of three balls and two strikes. And the next delivery is a fastball hit hard down the short. Dug out by Sandy Alomar. He turns and throws the first base for the out. So two good plays by the Milwaukee infield, one by... Frank Bowling, the other by Sandy Alomar, and the side is retired. One, two, three, four, blasting game, and the score at the end of one inning. Milwaukee Braves nothing, New York Mets nothing. On the Mets play the Braves two more games, Saturday afternoon tomorrow and Sunday afternoon, a single game. Then with a day off on Monday, they get set for a three-game series with the Cincinnati Reds. Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday afternoon. Tickets available for all the remaining home games at convenient locations. Ticket office here at Jay Stadium, open seven days a week at entrance D. Weekdays, the ticket office hours, 8 to 6, weekends from 9 to 5. Tickets available at Pennsylvania Station and Grand Central Terminal downtown. Also in Long Island at Macy's in Huntington, open during the store hours. And you can make reservations for box and reserve seats at all the Howard Clothing stores in the metropolitan area. And don't forget the instant reservation service at all child's restaurants and Calico Kitchen in the metropolitan area. And you can also mail in four tickets. The Mets play the 28th and 29th against the Pittsburgh Pirates and the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of October against the Philadelphia Phillies. Tickets that you would like to pick up by mail are 250 and 350. There are seats 250, box seats at 350 each. Simply add 25 cents with each order for handling and posting. Rest your checks and owe money orders to Mets Ticket Office, Jay Stadium, Washington, New York. That's Mets Ticket Office, Jay Stadium, Washington, New York. That's what can remain in home day.
nothing ball game as we move to the top of the second. The first man up for the Milwaukee Braves will be Joe Torrey. Joe having another good year, batting 299 this season with 26 home runs and 76 runs batted in. And Jack Fisher with his first pitch, a changeup in there for a call strike. Joe Torrey will be followed by Gene Oliver and then the second baseman, Frank Bowling. strike delivery. Fastball fouled off the hands on a check swing. It's two strikes now with Joe Torrey moving out of the batter's box. Torrey last year batted 321 with 20 home runs, so he is up in the home run production and down in the percentage department. Strong catcher. Fisher, two strikes. And he tries a slider that misses outside. One ball, two strikes. One final score in the American League. Baltimore defeated Kansas City 5-2 as Stu Miller picked up the win in relief. The losing pitcher was Talbot. Charles, Ruffley, Ruffley, and Adair had home runs. Next pitch is a changeup inside. And the count, two balls and two strikes. Minnesota nothing, Boston nothing after one. Perry against Moorhead. The Yankees are scheduled at Chicago. Kansas City-Baltimore game, the first of two. Baltimore winning the first game. Pitch back, lying the left center. Base hit over the head of Roy McMillan. Joe Torrey on his way. As the ball goes on by, Ron Swoboda rolls up against the fence. Ron sort of making a dive for the ball, fell down. And the ball went on through. So a two-base hit for Joe Torrey. That is his 18th this year. And the Milwaukee Braves have a runner in scoring position with no one out here in the top of the second. That is the first hit of the game. The Braves had a base runner in the first on an error by the shortstop. And now the batter is Gene Oliver. Gene batting 266, a right-hand batter. He's had 18 home runs and has driven in 52. And his first pitch is a curve outside. It's ball one. No one out in the top of the second. Milwaukee Braves threatening here for the first time. No score. And Jack Fisher back to Oliver with a fastball. It's fouled back in the screen as Oliver tried to hit toward right field. McCann one ball and one strike. At the end of one, the Cardinals nothing, Philadelphia nothing. Bob Gibson pitching for St. Louis against Jim Bunning. Cincinnati scheduled at Pittsburgh. Joey Jay is to be the starting pitcher for the Reds against Bob Beal for the Pirates. Also scheduled Houston at Los Angeles, Chicago at San Francisco. And I guess everyone has heard about the perfect no-hit, no-run game pitched by Sandy Koufax. He has become the first man to pitch four no-hitters in a major league career. 1-1 pitch is outside, and the count, two balls and one strike. Sandy did it with a flourish. He struck out his last six batters. Also making the headlines, probably one of the greatest pitchers that ever lived, if not the greatest. You can get a lot of arguments. Satchel Page has signed up to play in the major leagues again. How old he is, no one knows. Someone said 62. It could be more or less. Next pitch is hit high in the air. It's a shallow third. 
Bobby Cross at third base, moving over toward the mound as he makes the catch for the out. One away in the top of the second. The batter will be Frank Bowling. Satchel Page has signed up to pitch for the Kansas City Athletics. He started his major league career for the St. Louis Browns after about 40 years of pitching around the world. Also played at Cleveland. First pitch to Frank Bowling is a curveball that breaks over at the knees for call strike. Bowling a right-hand batter hitting 267. Six home runs and 42 runs better than this year. Last year he batted 199. Joe at second base with a short lead. And the pitch back to Bowling, bounced back to the mound. Corey now far off second base, and Jack Fisher hauls the ball down. He throws to Roy McMillan. Roy then over to Bobby Cross for the tag on Joe Torrey, but Joe stays hung up long enough to allow Frank Bowling to move on down to second. So Joe Torrey got his job done. He stayed hung up long enough to allow Frank Bowling to exchange at second base, so no gain for the Mets, although they picked up their second out. That'll bring up Sandy Alomar. They're scoring on the play. It went 1-6-5. Today, Saturday night, September 18th, see the New York Jets against Kansas City in the first home game of the season right here at Jay Stadium. That's Saturday, September 18th. Call 421-6600 for ticket information. That's 421-6600. Now the next pitch to Fisher, bounds through the mound. Picked up by McMillan, his throw to first base is inside. On the play, Dixie Walker, who was coaching at first base, fell down as he argued with the first base umpire. Now a vehement argument going on with Ralph Steiner and Dixie Walker. But the play was inside. so far, and it's just getting started. In the inning for the Milwaukee Braves, no runs, one hit, no errors, and one man left, and the score at the end of one and a half innings, the Braves nothing, the Mets and something. Now here's Bob Murphy with another fact for the Vice Boy Hall of Records. Hey, how many major league teams can you think of that got their nickname from their stockings? The White Sox, of course, and the Red Sox, and the Reds. But there's another one. You see, the Stripe Sox, the Detroit team wore, were what inspired sports writers to call the team the Tigers. Okay, next question. How come Viceroy has got the taste that's right? Here's the answer. Viceroy is specifically designed to taste the way you'd like a filter cigarette to taste. Now, some brands taste too strong as if they didn't have a filter. And others taste too light. They never seem to satisfy your taste. But Viceroy... Ah, uh, Viceroy is not too strong, not too light. Viceroy has got the filter for the taste that's right. Some folks even sing about it. Listen. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. Not too strong and not too light. The taste that's right. Well, after being in Milwaukee and Cincinnati where you can hear a pin drop, it's nice to get back to Shea Stadium. Already here in one and a half innings, we've had more excitement than we had in the entire road trip. And it's great to be back. At the beginning of the ball game, 
Bobby Bregan tried to switch pitchers and couldn't get away with it. And one argument right here, and Dixie Walker on the play at first base fell over backwards as he tried to get the call, a safe call. He was ejected from the ball game on his argument. Now we're moving to the bottom half of the second. First man up for the Mets. With a score tied at nothing, nothing will be Jim Hickman. Jim batting 223. And Wade's flashing game with his first pitch. It's blown away, ball one. Wade, who was and wasn't going to start this ball game, in the game, he worked through the first inning, one, two, three. Now pitching to his fourth batter, Jim Hickman. Jim with 12 home runs and 30 runs batted in. And the pitch back is in for a called strike. One ball, one strike. Flashing game came out as the game started. Went to the mound. Took his warm-up pitches, and then time was called. And passing game walked off the mound into the dugout. And Bobby Bregan brought in Bob Sadowski from the bullpen. Pitch back as a changeup in behind the air. Foul down the right field line. Sadowski was not allowed to pitch, as the umpires declared the blasting game would have to work to at least one batter. So he tried that, got him out, worked to two more, and now is working to his fourth. Sadowski went back out to the bullpen to warm up. Right now, no action in the bullpen. And they counted one and two on Jim Hickman. Jim moved up into the fourth spot and played to Charlie Smith. Now the pitchback is fouled off. He counted one ball and two strikes. Charlie was injured before the ball game when he was hit by a Smith was bungling to the outfield. Charlie received a bruised cheekbone, and so far the report is that it's nothing more than that, but that is not official at the time. One ball, two strikes. And the next delivery is taken outside, ball two. Wade blasting game, looking for his 17th win. And his next pitch to Hickman is a changeup that keeps the left. Moving back is the left fielder, Rico Cardi, and he has to one-handed going away. Cardi ran in and under that ball, then had to cut back out, and he had to one-handed to make the play. So on the misjudged fly ball, the Milwaukee Braves have one out and will step out for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. 810 on your dial, WGY Schenectady, the voice of the Mets in the great Northeast. Bob Murphy and Lindsey Nelson from Jay Stadium. No score, and the batter is Ron Swoboda, and he takes a high changeup for ball one. Ron batting 233 this year. He leads the club in home runs with 19. He's driven in 48. One ball, no strikes. His blasting game comes back again. This time he tries a fastball and misses low away. 2-0 as Joe Torrey walks out in front of the plate before returning the ball. On deck batter... Leon Jones. But Charlie Smith was taken out of the starting lineup. Wes Wester moved up. The men behind him, the fifth, sixth, seventh men, put them all up one notch in the batting order and then put Bobby Klaus in the eighth position. The next pitch back is a called strike, a fastball over the outside part of the plate. The count now at two balls and one strike. Smiths are back in pretty good shape now. Galen Sisko's arm is all right. He's available for pitching. He did not make the trip. Next pitch is outside at ball three. Three balls and one strike. Larry Bernard is also with the ball club. He didn't make the trip because of a bruised leg. 
Now 3-1. The pitcher's Swoboda is inside ball four. The Mets have their first base runner. That brings up Cleon Jones, the right-hand batter, hitting 133. with no home runs and five runs batted in, playing a total of 19 ball games for the Mets this year. This is number 20. Now, Yogi Berry talking, Yogi Berry talking to Ron Svoboda, transfer the signs on to him. Leon Jones is staring at third base coach John Hefner looking for the signs. Svoboda leads off, flashing game to the plate. And a fastball is inside. It's ball one. One ball, no strike. No score in the game. One out in the bottom half of the second. The first of a three-game series. Pitch back is low, and Slobota starts the second, comes back to first, and just beats the tag. Roboto was caught out too far away from the bag. He was not stealing. And a throw from Joe Torre was just about in time. He just got back ahead of the tag by Gene Oliver. Ball bouncing away from catching position. Counted two balls and no strikes. And the next delivery is hit foul. Ball going over the top of the screen. The count of two balls and one strike. Peter Lamont's team physician has taken a look at Charlie Smith. His preliminary diagnosis is that it's a contusion, a bruise. Charlie will rest for half an hour in the clubhouse and then go on down to Roosevelt Hospital for x-rays. He has a bruised cheek. And we hope nothing more than that. Now at 2-1, the pitch back to Jones is fouled to the right side. Down the line, McCann moves up to two balls and two strikes. Two and two on a warm evening here at Chase Stadium. Barnes Rabota back to first base. Wade blasting game, checking in with Joe Torre for the sign. One man out, we're in the bottom half of the second. No score. And the next pitch to Jones is swung on a missed strike three. So blasting game gets his second strikeout in the ball game. His second out here in the bottom half of the second, and now the batter will be Greg Goosen making his first appearance here in Shea Stadium. Got off to a fine major league start with a base in his first time up. Since then, he has been up nine times with four hits for his average at 444. Right hand batter with no home runs and no runs batted in. Has a peculiar stance, a wide open stance. And he takes the first pitch, blowing away, ball one. Greg stands deep in the batter's box with his back foot, his right foot, fairly close to the line extending from the inside part of the plate. And his left foot off the 
the left side towards the third base coaching box. He swings it back in as he goes to swing, and he takes low for ball two. Sort of a modified Archie Vaughn stance for the right-hand side. Going back around the 1940s, quite a few hitters hit this way. no strikes and the pitch back to the plate is swung on and missed a hard swing it's two and one you recall Roy Campanella had a stance somewhat like this Roy with that open stance stood up close to the plate was a strong pull hitter a lot of hitters feel that they can see the ball better with that type of stance it also allows you to clear out faster so you can pull the ball One strike on Greg Goosen. Veron Svoboda at first base. Two men out in the bottom half of the second. No score. And the next pitch is hit hard through the middle. Off the glove of Blassingame. It's picked up by Bowling as he moves over to field the ball. After making the catch, he had an easy run to the bag for the fourth play that retired the side. In the inning, no runs, no hits, no errors. A walk and a man left on base. And the score at the end of two. The Mets nothing, the Braves nothing. Well, it's night here at the ballpark and you can probably hear the marching bands, the dancing bands in the background on a special day. There'll be more special days. The Mets have camera day tomorrow. Chance for all you amateur photographers to take close-up shots of your favorite Met player between 12 and 1 o'clock. There'll be 68 valuable prizes awarded for the best shots permitted for judging. that are taken and information on entering may be obtained tomorrow morning at your favorite photo outlet in the metropolitan area. But remember, it's 12 to 1 and players will be available for fiction. And then Sunday afternoon, a single game will be Father and Sunday. All the youngsters, accompanied by their father, will be admitted to the ballpark for a 50-cent service charge. That will be your last chance to talk dad into a ball game before starting school. So a fine way to end your vacation. Come on out to Shea Stadium and join us as the men take on the Milwaukee Braves. The Braves have to win. And the Mets trying to play the role of spoilers. Top of the third, no score of the game, and the first man up will be the pitcher, Wade Blattengame. Wade, a left-hand batter and a good hitting pitcher. And he takes the first pitch low, ball one. Wade's first major league hit was a home run off Tracy Stallard of the Mets at that time. Left-hand batter. at 182 with one home run this year and three runs batted in. And Jack Fisher back again, and the pitch is in for a call strike. One ball, one strike. After blasting game, the batter will be Rico Cardi and then Mac Jones. Fisher back with a curveball and set down in the dirt. Ball bouncing off the front foot of blasting game, and the count goes to one and two. At the end of two, the St. Louis Cardinals won. Philadelphia Phillies nothing. Bob Gibson pitching for the Cardinals against Jim Bunny. One run coming on the home run by Bill White in the second. Cincinnati playing at Pittsburgh, and Joy J will be pitching for the Reds against Bob Beal. Also scheduled Houston and Los Angeles, and Chicago at San Francisco. Giants in first place by one half game over the Cincinnati Reds and the Los Angeles Dodgers. One two pitch is taken in over the inside corner for a ball strike three. 
Toronto. Jack Fisher gets his first strikeout in the ball game. His first out here in the top of the third. And with no score, the leadoff batter for the Milwaukee Braves steps in. Rico Carty. Rico grounded out to the shortstop his first time up. And his first pitch his second time up as a curveball. It's in for a call strike. Hardy batting at 316 with 10 home runs and 34 runs batted in. Braves nothing to miss nothing with one out in the top of the third. And the next pitch is high and inside and counted one ball, one strike. The American League all-night games, the Yankees at Chicago. Baltimore defeated Kansas City 5-2 in the first game of their doubleheader. In the second game, Hunter and Jay Miller, John Miller from Baltimore, will be on the mound. The end of one and a half innings, Minnesota 3, Boston nothing. Jim Perry pitching for the Twins against Dave Moorhead. Next pitch back is swung on and foul tip. Ball rolling out in front of the count now, one ball and two strikes. At the end of one and a half innings, California Angels nothing, Washington nothing. Marcelino Lopez pitching for the Angels against Pete Rickards for the Senators. At the end of four, Detroit nothing, Flavor nothing. Mickey Lolich pitching for the Tigers against Sonny Siebert for the Indians. One ball and two strikes on Rico Cardi. Max Fisher taking plenty of time as he looks for the sign. And the right-hander now back to the plate. And a sidearm curve is fouled over the top of the screen. Bouncing off and down into the front row of the box seat where a gentleman caught the ball with a glove on. And it's to his little daughter sitting right next to him. He's wearing a Met cap. He came well prepared. One ball, two strikes. And the next pitch is over the outside corner, strike three. Rico Cardi caught looking for second strike out of the wall. Now Cardi arguing with Dan Landis before going back to the dugout. Two men away, and the batter will be Matt Jones, the left-hand batter. The only hit in this ball game was a double by Joe Torrey, and Joe did not score. First pitch to Jones is hit foul to the right side. It's strike one. Matt Jones is a notoriously first ball hitter, a notorious first ball hitter. He swings at just about anything. So far, it's paid off with a 267 average with 28 home runs and 68 runs better than Whitlow Wyatt, incidentally, has taken over the coaching duties at first base for Dixie Walker, who was ejected from the ball game. Now a swing and a miss, strike two. Jones. We went out. We're in the top of the third. No score. And Fisher now back again. This time he misses high. One ball, two strikes. Mac Jones has a fine spot in the batting order. He's hitting right in front of Hank Aaron. That means he gets many more good pitches to see than he would normally. No pitcher wanting to walk a batter before Hank Aaron. One-two pitch is hit fouled out of the dirt. The count remains one ball, two strikes. 
has been hitting mainly in the second position in the batting order, and Hank Aaron, under normal circumstances, if you can call normal circumstances any circumstance with Bobby Bregan, the manager, that's third. Now the next pitch is inside, and the count two balls and two strikes. Jones has walked only 22 times this year in 125 ball games. half of the third and he'll score the ball game as the Mets come up against Wade Blossing game. Little Dixieland music going on down below here between innings. The action fast and furious both on the field and in the stands. We've had all kinds of excitement here so far in the game. Before the game, Charlie Smith was taken out of the lineup and he was hit by a batted ball. He is not seriously injured, at least that's the way the report reads. Dixie Walker was ejected from the game. Also, Bobby Bregan started to pitch a pitcher, decided not to, and then decided to pitch him again. And now working because he's in the game as 
result of Bregan's decision, Wade Blassingame. His first pitch is blown away to Bobby Klaus for ball one. Blassingame has pitched the seven batters, given up no runs, allowed no hits. He has walked one. Ron Svoboda walking on a 3-1 pitch. Then Bobby Klaus batting with an average of 201. One home run with 11 runs batted in. Bobby was put in the lineup when Charlie Smith was taken out. 1-0 pitch is too low for ball two. Two balls, no strikes. After Bobby Klaus, who is batting eighth, Jack Fisher will be the batter, and then Ron Hunt. From the bottom half, the third. And the next pitch is a called strike as Klaus is taking all the way. Two balls, one strike. the left-hander back again. Pitch is in for call strike two. Breaking pitch at the knees. Two balls, two strikes. The end of one and a half innings, Pittsburgh won, Cincinnati nothing. Joy J against Bob Veal. And at the end of three, St. Louis won, Philadelphia nothing. Gibson against Money. 2-2 pitch is bounced out towards first base. Coming up the line, the first baseman going down the line, Wade Blackingame. Blackingame makes the pickup and then moves on down to the bag to make the out. A slow roller right down the line, and Blassie game hustle over to make the play unassisted. That'll bring up Jack Fisher. Jack with a 174 average. He has no home runs and two runs battled in. This is his 70th time up this year, and he's had 12 base hits. to Fisher is taken high at ball one. One ball, no strikes. One man out, bottom half, the third, no score. Pitch back is swung on, it's strike one. One ball, one strike on Jack Fisher. Respecting quite a bit. They have their outfield fairly deep. And the 1 1 pitch is taken inside. A changeup for ball two. Fisher was all set to run out towards second base. Now, now, two balls and one strike. And the next delivery is fouled over the screen. Bouncing back on the field, and the count goes to two balls and two strikes. Not too many banners around tonight. There are some, though. Two-two pitch is high, ball three. Full count now, Jack Fisher with one man out. On deck batters, Ron Hunt. saying, press on with great dispatch. Little looper out towards second base. Frank Bowley moving to his left makes the play. Little looping line drive, not hit too hard. And that's out number two. That'll bring up the leadoff batter, Ron Hunt. 
Ron was out on the hard smash for the second baseman his first time up. Only making quite a play of the ball. I'm batting 219 in 42 ball games. In the bottom half, the third, no score. And Blasting Game's first pitch is hit high in the air in the center field. Mac Jones moving over to his left. Now waiting, and he makes the play for the out. One, two, three for Blasting Game in the bottom half of the third. And the score at the end of three, the Braves nothing, the New York Mets nothing. Coming in here now is Bob Murphy, but first, here's a very sad French-Canadian song about a fellow who lost the key of his clarinet. Listen. J'ai perdu le dos de ma clarinette is a song with the kind of humor French Canadians love. But one song leads to another, and the first that follows is no laughing matter. is what they'll sing as they reach for a beer, probably Rheingold Extra Dry. In fact, in New York City, where there are more different kinds of people than in any other city in the world, more people drink Rheingold than any other beer. Why do French Canadians like Rheingold? We don't know, but we must be doing something right. Inning and Henry Aaron leads off for Milwaukee against right-hander Jack Fisher. Brad really enjoying the Dixieland Jazz fans as they tour Shea Stadium on date night. Henry Aaron coming up for the second time. He reached safely on a throwing error in the first inning. up in the pitch by Fisher and the slow curve is over. Strike one call. Fisher had one of the best change-ups you'll ever see in fanning Mac Jones for the last out in the third inning. Nobody on, nobody out. Fourth inning. Hank Aaron, second in the National League in batting. Roberto Clemente of Pittsburgh is the league leader. Inside and a high. One ball, one strike. Now Fisher winds. John Kenzie's pitch, a pop foul. This was wafted well back up into the crowd and out of play. One ball, two strikes. Tomorrow at 2.15, it should be a good one. The Braves will have their 20-game winner, Tony Conninger, on the mound. The Mets are pitching Al Jackson. Swing and a miss, he struck him out. 
Jack Fisher fans Hank Aaron with a curveball. He's now struck out four in a row. Right here we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. Eight ten on your dial, WGY Schenectady, the voice of the Mets in the great Northeast. with Ralph Kiner and Lindsey Nelson from Shea Stadium where in the fourth inning, no score. Eddie Matthews up against Jack Fisher. Slow curve, a strike on the inside corner. Let's have the infield around the right on the right side of the infield back deep against full hitter Eddie Matthews. Eddie's third in the National League and home run. Curve is low inside at one ball and one strike. winding. Here's his pitch on the way. A swing and a miss on a fastball. One ball and two strikes. Now pressure has his sign from Greg Goosen. Here's his one-two delivery. Fastball, strike three, call. For Jack Fisher. He has now struck out five in a row, and the last four have been Rico Cardi, Mac Jones, Henry Young, and Eddie Matthews. Now Joe Torrey is the batter. Torrey lined a double up the alley in left center of the second inning leading off. Last ball to tie, one ball and no strike. Joe Torrey's double to left center is the only hit in the ballgame. Now Fisher goes over the head. Down comes his pitch. Just missed the outside corner. Two balls and no strikes. Both Fisher and Goosen probably had a strike with that one. But the count goes to 2-0 on Torrey. This is over at the letter for a call strike. Two balls and a strike on Torrey. The record for consecutive strikeouts is eight. Held by three different pitchers. The last to turn it was Jim Maloney of Cincinnati. Now Fisher winding the sidearm delivery. Misses inside. It's ball three, three and one. Braves nothing in the next nothing. We're in the fourth inning. Fisher delivers three and one. A smash that's foul off to the right and out of play. So the string is out on Joe Torrey at three balls and two strikes. Good little Wyatt on the coaching lines at first. Joe White coaching at third. Wyatt took over for Dixie Walker when Dixie was thrown out of the game by Mel Steiner. 
Pitching three and two. Foul ball back into the screen. Just got a piece of it. Not a bit of breeze here this evening. Sky is clear and a big full moon taking in all the action. Now the wind appears the 3-2 delivery. Ball four. He changed up on three and two, but he missed outside and low with it. Joe Fisher, after fanning five in a row on three and two, walks Joe Torrey. That brings up Gene Oliver. Oliver, the first baseman, is 0 for 1. He was retired on a pop-up to Bobby Klaus. Jim Hickman will not hold against the runner. Here's the pitch. Ground ball bounced down to third, fielded by Bobby Klaus. He strides and throws in time, and the side is out. No runs, no hits, no errors, one left. At the end of three and a half innings, the score... Milwaukee Braves, nothing, and the New York Mets, nothing. Now it's time for another unusual fact from the Viceroy Hall of Records. Tonight, let's go back to 1883. Dan O'Leary was at bat for the Peoria team. It was the ninth inning, and the score was tied. The pitch came in, and Dan hit it so hard, he spun around, and he fell on one knee. But he picked himself up, and he tore around the base pass. When he got home, though, the umpire called him out. How come? He circled the bases the wrong way. And which way should you go for the taste that's right and filled with smoking? That's right. Viceroy. Because Viceroy is specifically designed to taste the way you'd like a filter cigarette to taste. Not too strong like some brands that taste as if they didn't have a filter. And not too light like some others that never seem to satisfy your taste. But Viceroy is not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the filter for the taste that's right. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. Not too strong and not too light. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. Last time for the fourth inning. Roy McMillan will be leading off against Wade Blasting game over the first three innings has allowed no runs, no hits. Walked one man and struck out two. Mack hitting at 249. In the second inning at Pittsburgh, Willie Stargell has hit a three-run homer for the Pirates. They're now leading Cincinnati at least four to nothing in the second inning. A fly ball hit the right field. Drifting back is Henry Aaron. He's under it. And Aaron puts it away for the out. One away and nobody on. 20-game winner, Tony Cloninger, pitching tomorrow for the Braves against the New York Mets Al Jackson on camera day. St. Louis leading Philadelphia 1-0 on Bill White's second inning home run. They've now played three and a half. It's Gibson against Bunny. batting for the second time. Joe bounced out to short his first time up. Fastball over, strike one call. 
announcing game, looking in to get his sign from Joe Torrey. Here's the wind-up, down comes the pitch. It's taken high by Christopher, one ball and one strike. This was a ball game that Wade Blassingham almost did not pitch. The one-one delivery, and the slow curve is over, strike called, one and two. Blassingham went to the mound to start the last of the first inning. Joe Torrey went out, talked to him. Torrey did not feel the blasting game was feeling good enough to pitch the ball game. Bob Sadowski actually had started in from the bullpen. Bregan had gone to the mound to make the change. This morning, a swing and a miss, he struck him out, and blasting game fans Christopher. Manager Wes Westrom protested that it might well be the Braves were using a gimmick since Wes had inserted an all right-handed batting lineup, and a right-hander was coming in to take over for blasting game. The blasting game had to face at least one batter. He got the first batter out and has stayed right with it and so far has not given up a hit. Pittsburgh got four runs in the second inning in chasing Joey Jay. The Pirates lead Cincinnati 5 nothing at the end of two innings. Change up is a strike on the inside corner to Jim Hickman. ball is under the knees. One ball, one strike. Blasting game with a fastball outside, two and one. Boyd Blasting game has really arrived on the horizon in a hurry. He's just 21 years old, and that he is trying to win his 17th ball game. Pitching two and one. A high drive hit deep left by Jim Hickman. There it goes, a home run. Jim Hickman and his second this year against Milwaukee. The Mets go in front, one to nothing. The ball was really tagged by Jim Hickman. There was never much doubt about it. A climbing drive that sailed over the wall in left field and out into the visiting bullpen. Ground ball going foul down the third baseline. Interesting thing about Hickman's home runs this year, he's hit most of his home runs on the road. Nine of his 13 have been a hit away from Jay Stadium. He is three in one game against the Cardinals in St. Louis starting out the last road trip. Now blasting game out of his windup. Here's the pitch. A team up, swing it up. A beautiful changeup by Wade Blasingame. He really throttled back on it. So it's a two-strike count on Ron Swoboda. 
two-strike delivery. Hot foul back over the screen and into the crowd. No play. Flashing game winds. Down comes the pitch. Look out, and he's hit by the pitch. A fastball has got away and drilled around to a builder in the left side. Rounds himself with the bat off to the side and goes down to first base. But he was hit with a fastball. Seemed to drill him right on the left side. That ball was thrown as hard as flashing game could throw it. Ron appears to be okay. He's on first base, and the hitter is Cleon Jones. Cleon, right-hand hitter. Blasting game. Checks the runner, then delivers. Look out. It's inside the high. He gets the first and rattled away. I'm sure that was intentional. He was really knocked out. Those last two pitches, both blazing fastballs and gotten away from left-hander Wade Blassingame. Until these two pitches, Blassingame's control has been almost perfect. Now the pitch. He lets up on it a tie. Two balls and no strikes. Warm-up action in the Milwaukee bullpen now, and Bobby Bregan with his foot propped on the top step of the dugout, watching Wade Blassingame very carefully. Back goes Henry Aaron on the warning track. He takes it for the out. Jones flies to deep right and the side is retired. One run, one hit, a home run by Jim Hickman. No errors, one left. Four innings complete. It's the New York Mets one and the Milwaukee Braves nothing. Second game of the series is a day game tomorrow afternoon. It starts at 2.15. Have their 20 game winner, Tony Conninger, on the mound. For the New York Mets, will be Southpaw Al Jackson. The series will conclude with a Sunday afternoon ball game at 2. Mets have Monday off, and the Reds come in for night games Tuesday and Wednesday night, and an afternoon game on Thursday. So the Reds and the Braves both battling for the National League pennant, visiting Jay Stadium. Hope you're planning to be here, and remember, tomorrow is camera day, so bring your camera and plenty of film. Noon until one, the players will be in uniform to pose for snapshots taken by you. And valuable prizes will be awarded. Sunday afternoon is Father and Sunday, and a wonderful opportunity for Dad to bring his sons to the ballpark. He will get in, accompanied by Dad, for 50 cents. Off against Jack Fisher in the fifth inning. Frank hitting 266 reached on a fielder's choice in the second inning. He'll be followed to the plate by Sandy Alomar and then Wade Blassingame. Big game's on the West Coast tonight, but they will not get underway until 11 p.m. New York time. Line drive in the left field, a base hit by Bowling. Grabbed by Ron Slobota, he plays it back in. And the Braves get things going here in the fifth inning on a leadoff hit by Bowling. 
That's the second hit for Milwaukee. It brings up Sandy Alomar. Alomar is feature, looking down now to the Joe Joe White to see how the Braves are going to play it. on a fastball. One ball and no strike. Fisher getting all the mustard he could on that for a fastball in the event the bunt play was up. Jim Hickman holding against the base runner, Frank Bowling. Bobby Klaus shortens up at third to guard against the possibility of the bunt. However, with the pitcher, a blasting game due up next. It might well be that Alomar will swing away. Now Fisher in the set position. Delivers a pitch on a throw to first by Goosen. Oh, he almost threw it away. Hickman going high in the air to grab it. looking in for his sign. He's behind on Alomar. Now two balls and no strikes. Now the pitch on the way. A swing and a miss. He was swinging away and he went after a high hard one. That's one and the Braves nothing. We're in the top half of the fifth inning. Alomar having a little trouble reading the signs, steps out of the batter's box. Fisher in the set position. Down comes his pitch. A swing and a miss on a breaking ball on the count of two and a two and two. with a four-run second inning. has gone in front of Cincinnati. Five to nothing at the end of two tonight. Phillies have come from behind. They now lead the Cardinals two to one after four. Pitching two and two. And he pops the ball up. Second baseman Ron Hunt on the rim of the outfield draft makes the catch. One out and one on. That brings up Wade Blassingame. Blassingame Batting for the second time, he took a call third strike in the third inning. Rico Cardi coming out of the on-deck circle. Now Fisher steps up. on the way. He's around the bunt. Bunts it and it is a fair ball picked up and thrown in time. Good play by Greg Goosen. He thought the ball was going to go foul and he was going to let him do so. He took a good hard look at it and decided that ball very well at might die in fair territory. So he pounced on it and threw the first base in time for the out. A sacrifice by blasting game, moving bowling into scoring position. Sacrifice for Wade Blasting game. 
Rico Cardi steps in. Cardi has grounded out third to first and been struck out. He's up now with the bang running scoring position. Jack Fisher off the stretch. Down comes the pitch to Cardi. Way outside. A good grab by Greg Goose. Remember, Viceroy is not too strong, not too light. Viceroy has got the filter for the base that's right. Rico Cardi batting at 316, dangerous right-hand hitter. Here's the pitch on the way. Low and outside, two balls and no strikes. Last year as a rookie, Cardi finished the year with the second-highest batting average in the National League. He had back trouble in spring training, back and hip trouble most of this year, and right now is 100% physically. 2-0 delivery, a fanner and pitch that's high, ball three. Max Jones is the on-deck batter, and Fisher has gone behind on Cardi 3-0. It, a pop foul hit across the dugout and over into the crowd. So Bobby Bergen gave Rico Cardi the green light on the 3-0 delivery. He went right after it, but fouls it off. And the count of three balls and a strike. Second. The 1-1 pitch. A swing and a miss. Slider in on the fifth. 
And the count is one and two on Jones. In the history of this great game, I don't know who the first man to say this was a game of interest. But whoever he was, he knew what he was talking about. on the Milwaukee center fielder, Mac Jones. Jones deep in the batter's box, overly close down. Pitching one and two. A drive in the air to right field. Back goes Christopher, back to the wall. He reaches, makes the catch. Well, the ball part was just the right size for that one. Christopher right up against the wall to reach over his head in one hand to drive. Retired, one run, two hits, no errors, one left. It's come halfway at the end of four and a half to score the Braves one and the Mets one. It's hard to imagine New York City without every kind of jazz from Dixieland to Progressive. Fortunately, you don't have to. Listen. That's Backstreet Rag, a uniquely American sound. It came up the Mississippi, out of New Orleans, with the Negro jazz men who played it to the world. But they didn't stop with Dixieland and the blues. Little David's Fugue by John Lewis is a new sound that's part of a new generation. But whether it's the old jazz or the new, it's thirsty work for the musicians. And when they put down their instruments, they'll pick up a cold beer, often Rheingold extra dry. In fact, in New York City, where there are more kinds of jazz than in any other city in the world, more people drink Rheingold than any other beer. Why do so many people like Rheingold? We don't know, but we must be doing something right. Greg Goosen will lead off against Wade Blassingham in the last of the fifth inning, and before he does, we'll pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. A calendar dial, WGY Schenectady, the voice of the Mets in the great Northeast. Bob Murphy with Ralph Gainer and Lindsey Nelson from Jay Stadium, last of the fifth inning. Mets won in the Braves one. Greg Goosen hit a ground ball up the middle that was handled by Frank Bowling for a fourth play, his only time up. One of the Mets strike one. They're getting 400 on four hits and ten times at bat. Three hits, no errors. New York, one run, one hit, and one error. The one hit off Wade Blasting game was a home run by Jim Hickman. Two strike delivery. It's too high. Goosen following it all away. One ball and two strikes. Braves just a stride to left against Greg Goosen. Greg opened up his batting stance after last year. He follows the breaking ball. It's low outside, two and two. He was signed out of Notre Dame High in the Los Angeles area in June of last year. The Dodgers sent him out to Pocatello. He had a good year. 
Last year, he hit from a closed batting stand. He opened the stands up this year, and it worked out very well for him. Pitching two and two. A ground ball flies to shortstop. Sandy Alomar fires across to Oliver in time, and Houston is out. One away, nobody on. Now the third baseman, Bobby Klaus. Bobby took over at third when Charlie Smith was injured during infield drills just before the start of the ball game. Charlie was struck above the left eye and has been taken to Roosevelt Hospital for a precautionary x-ray. Oh, and outside. One ball and no strike. Fastball, a little bit high, two balls and no strike. Ray Lewis picked up a run to tie the Cardinals up two to two. Breaking ball into the knees for the ball strike, it's two and one. St. Lewis two and Philadelphia two, they're in the fifth. The Pirates have a big five-nothing lead over Cincinnati. The big blow, a three-run homer by Willie Stargell. A swing and a miss in a fastball. Two and two. A blasting game out of his windup. The two-two delivery. A foul pop-up. It'll be over the screen and will land in the crowd. Minnesota Twins have a five to two lead over the Red Sox in the fourth inning at Boston. High fly hit the left field by Bobby Klaus. Rico Cardi is under it, and he makes the catch easily for the out. Two outs and nobody on in the left half of the fifth inning. It brings up the pitcher, Jack Fisher. Get a soft line drive right to second baseman Frank Bowling is only time up. A swing and a miss, strike one. Now he gets the outside corner with a breaking ball and the count goes to strike two. Two strike delivery is low and outside. One ball and two strikes. Hey, Foul tip. Fisher stays alive. The count one ball and two strikes. Well, if both pitchers are right in Dodger Stadium tonight, that should be an interesting ball game with Don Drysdale looking up against Robin Roberts. Drysdale is an 18-game winner. 
And Robin Roberts has pitched sensationally since coming back to the National League. Roberts has won four and lost one. Way outside is two and two. Dick Ellsworth goes against Ron Herbel. They are the probable pitchers for the sub-giant game. Later tonight at Candlestick Park. Pitching two and two. With the left center field. Coming in on the ball is Matt Jones, and Jones makes the catch to tie it out. It was almost had a mix up between Sonny and Jones, but it was cleared up at the last moment. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. Five innings complete. The Braves, one run, three hits, and no errors. The Mets, one run, one hit, and one error. Tonight, after five and a half innings, St. Louis and Philadelphia are tied two to two. In a pitching duel between Jim Bunning and Bob Gibson. Gibson is a 17-game winner. Bunning a 16-game winner. Willie Sargill hit a three-run homer in the second. Routing Joey Jay of Cincinnati. And the Pirates lead Cincinnati 5-0 at the end of three. And the Bucks have 15-game winner Bob Beal on the mound. Later tonight, Houston at Los Angeles. Chicago at San Francisco. In the American League at the end of two at Kineski Park, the Yankees and White Sox are tied one-to-one. Team winner Mel Stottlemyre going for the Yankees against Gary Peters, who's got a disappointing year for the White Sox. Baltimore with three runs in the eighth inning, took Kansas City five to two in the first game of a climater in Baltimore. Stu Miller was the winner in relief of Mel Pappas, and Fred Talbot was the loser. In the second game, it's Kansas City three, Baltimore two at the end of an inning and a half. Catfish Hunter is on the mound for the A's. Jim Palmer is in relief now for Baltimore. And the Minnesota Twins, who have a seven-game bulge in the American League, lead the Red Sox 5-2 at the end of four. They are pitching Jim Perry. Arnold Early has replaced Dave Moorhead in the fifth inning. A big trade that the Dodgers and Senators made last winter has certainly been a helpful trade to the Washington Senators. And it's up as we go to the sixth inning, and the fastball is high, ball one. Aaron Hofer, two, has reached on air and been struck out. Off speed, the drop back, two balls and no strike. Nobody on, nobody out. We're in the sixth inning, and the game is even. One to one. Two old pitch on Aaron. A swing and miss on exterior, but it's two balls and a strike. Day games tomorrow and Sunday against Milwaukee. Night games next week on Tuesday and Wednesday night with Cincinnati and a day game Thursday. Next then will go out on their last road trip of the year. Visiting Chicago, Pittsburgh, and Philadelphia. Pitching two and one. Foul ball back over the screen. Got even two and two. Eddie Matthews is in the on deck circle and then Joe Torrey. So here on the sixth inning, Fisher is up against the heavy artillery of the Milwaukee Braves. 
The Braves, as a team, have hit 180 home runs. Pitching two and two. Foul ball. This is stepped out towards third and crossfire to change up. to unleash a real home run barrage now to tie the National League record of 221 for a season. The Major League record set the year the M squad went on the rampage. Mantle and Merritt would appear to be well out of reach. Drive in the air to left field. Swoboda is there. Makes the catch. That one will sit right on the button by Henry Young, but directly to the left fielder, Ryan Swoboda. Matthews has flied the center and taken a call third strike. Eddie hitting 255. Leads the Braves in both home runs and runs batted in. Good hard. A line drive caught by Jim Hickman. Two line drives on two pitches. Both of them really ripped and both stopped. That one went right to first baseman Jim Hickman. Torrey. Torrey has doubled the left center and reached on a one. Hitting an even 300. Now pressure into his line. That is the pitcher on the way. A high fly, well hit the right center. Back to his customer. Way back by the wall, and he makes the catch. Customer leaning up against the wall, and deep right center reached up and pulled it in. Still getting a nice hand as he comes in from the outfield. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. Middle of that Milwaukee batting order, that heavy artillery, they unloaded, and all three were retired. All three hit the ball hard. At the end of five and a half innings, the score, the Braves won in the next one. Now, what do you think of when you think of Denmark? The Tivoli Gardens? The Beaches? The Blonde. That makes sense. Many people think of Tuborg's beer, which isn't at all surprising, because Tuborg seems to have so many of the qualities Denmark is famous for. It's a bright, happy brew, full of the gaiety and the hospitality of Copenhagen, 
where the two board breweries were founded in 1873. You're a beer connoisseur. You may note the distinctive tang of the fine European hops and the Danish barley. If you simply like a first-rate beer, you'll find Tuborg unusually refreshing with a flavor you'll remember and look forward to from one bottle to the next. Tuborg is a beer you'll savor slowly. And while you do, it holds its flavor in the glass. doesn't go flat quickly. It's a flavor that's aged for six months and has given its final bloom by the motion of the ship that brings it across the Atlantic to you. Tuborg beer is distributed by the Rangel Brewery. Right. When you do, we think you'll say that Rheingold has done something right again. <laughs> Billy O'Dell is going to take over the pitching for the Braves as we go to the bottom half of the sixth turn. Blasting game has been pitching a superb ball game. But he had a bout with a flu. He was running a fever when the... Braves arrived by plane today to open this series this evening. And in the very first inning, it was questionable as to whether or not he would start the ball game. When he went to the mound, Joe Torrey went out and talked to him. Did not feel that he was up to par physically. They called Bobby Bergen out. Then Westwestern protested that he must face one batter. And he got that first batter out and stayed right with it. And I gave up only one hit over five innings. Bobby Bregan feels that he doesn't want to take any unnecessary chances with Lassie and not feeling well. And so Billy Odell has been brought in. Billy, the veteran left-hander, has been in 57 ball games this year. Won nine and lost six, and his own run average is a good one. 2.2. Two. Young Hunt leading off against Billy Odell, and the first pitch is over, strength one. Billy O'Dell's innings pitch and hits-given-up ratio is very impressive. He's worked 102 innings and allowed just 77 hits. Ground ball bounced to short. Alomar snags the hop and pegs to Oliver in time, getting Ron Hunt. is batting against Digger Odell. And Digger's fastball is a strike on the outside corner. Wade Blasting game in five innings gave up just one run, one hit, a home run by Jim Hickman, walked one man and struck out three. Fly ball at the straightaway center field. Mike Jones is under it waiting, and he puts it away for the out. Blasting game goes out of the game with the ball game tied up one to one. He was shooting for his 17th so he can either win or lose. And Joe Kustomer gets a nice hand for his outfield play as he comes on to that. Two out, somebody on. Bottom half of the sixth inning. Del Wyans, here's the pitch on the way. It's inside. One ball and no strike. Yeah, 
thrown by Billy O'Dell is popped up. Right straight up over the plate. Coming up the line is Oliver, the first baseman. And Corey is so bad-taken. And Corey makes the grab. In fair territory, about 10 feet out in front of the plate, going toward the mound. So the side is out, one, two, three. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. Quick inning is complete. It's the Milwaukee Braves one and the New York Mets one. And Ralph Kanter will join you in just a moment to paint the word picture. And now a word from Viceroy Cigarettes. You get the word, it's Viceroy, a cigarette that's specifically designed to taste the way you'd like a filter cigarette to taste. If you're a filter smoker, you've already discovered some brands taste too strong, as if they didn't even have a filter, and others taste too light. You know the kind. They never seem to satisfy your taste. But do you know about Viceroy? Viceroy is not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the filter for the taste that's right. When you try them, you'll agree. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. Not too strong and not too light. The taste that's right. again. Hi there, everyone. Moving to the top of the 7th inning, a 1-1 ball game, and Jack Fisher, who has just changed his uniform, is coming out to take his warm-up pitcher. So while he warms up, and it will be easy to do here tonight on this night, a look at the scores. In the National League at the end of 6, Philadelphia 4, St. Louis 2, Bob Gibson against Jim Bunny. Stewart has hit a home run in the 6th with a man on, with the Phillies in front. White had a home run for the Cardinals in the 2nd. At the end of 4, Pittsburgh 5, Cincinnati nothing. Arrigo now pitching for the Reds. Jay was a starter. Barfield going for the Pirates. Sergio a three-run home run in the second. Houston scheduled at Los Angeles for a night game. Chicago at San Francisco for a night game. In the American League at the end of two and a half innings, the Yankees won, the White Sox won. Mel Salomar pitching against Gary Peters. Baltimore won the first game with their doubleheader 5-2. to two. In the second game, after one and one-half innings, Kansas City 3, Baltimore 2. At the end of four and a half innings, Minnesota five, Boston two. Perry against Dirley now. Moore has a starting pitcher for the Red Sox. And at the end of four and a half innings, Washington four, the California Angels nothing. Gatewood now pitching for the Angels against Rickard. At the end of eight, Detroit two, Cleveland nothing. Lolick pitching for the Daggers against Stang now for Cleveland. Sonny Seaver was a starting pitcher for the Indians. And now Jack Fisher with his first pitch to Gene Oliver. It's high in the air in the shallow right center field. Moving to his right. Is Joe Christopher moving to his left, Cleon Jones, and Cleon makes the catch. And so Jack Fisher, after a fast but hard sixth inning, picks up his first out in the top of the seventh. The score at 1-1, and now the batter will be Frank Bowling. Frank with one of the three hits given up by Fisher in the game. One for two in this ball game. And the first pitch is a slider for a called strike. Bowling batting 268 with six home runs and 42 runs batted in. Oliver batting 265 before flying out to center field. And the one strike pitch is down too low, and the count goes to one ball and one strike. In the sixth inning, Jack Fisher served up a line drive to Hank Aaron that was caught by Ron Swoboda in left field. He then gave a line drive to Eddie Matthews, it was caught by Jim Hickman, and then he got Joe Torrey on a long fly ball to right center. 
base hit and fouled off in the count. One ball and two strikes. Ball two strikes, pressure back again, and a changeup just misses for ball two. Two balls and two strikes. And the two-two pitch is fouled back in the screen. Only can remains two balls and two strikes. Pitching to Frank Bowling with one out in the top of the seventh, has scored 1-1. And a ground ball is just fouled down to JoJo White. He looks at the ball and then throws it out of play. Pitcher with Frank Bowling at 2-2. Two and two. the right-hander into work and back again. And a fastball is lined to left center. A base hit. It might go for two. Leon Jones over. He can't handle it. He knocks it down and Bowling goes in to second base with a stand-up double. So the Milwaukee Braves with one out here in the top of the seventh put a runner in scoring position. And the batter is scheduled up Sandy Alomar. But he is being called back and it looks like we're going to have a pinch hitter. That base hit the fourth off Jack Fisher in the game. Mets have had one base hit, a home run by Jim Hickman. Frank Thomas is by the bat rack, and now Frank Thomas is coming out to pitch hit against the Mets. Frank will be making his first appearance against the Mets in the Milwaukee Brave uniform. His last time against the Mets, he was in a Houston uniform, and he had quite a day. Frank had two home runs against the Mets in that one game. Frank's made some money in travel expenses as a traded ball player this year. He got $600 moving from Philadelphia to Houston, picked up $300 more moving from Houston to Milwaukee. Major League system is that if you go from coast to coast, you get $1,200. If you go from one region, there are four regions, to the one adjacent to it, you get $300. And if you move two regions, you get $600. Three regions, you get $900. And four, you get $1,200. Frank Thomas will be a pinch hitter against the Mets. He's batting 217, four home runs, and 16 runs batted in. And Jack Fisher with his first pitch. It's low and away, ball one. Thomas has played with eight National League ball clubs. That is the record in the National League. Sutherland now warming up in the bullpen for the Mets. Pitch back to Thomas, a slider over the outside corner for a called strike. One ball, one strike. 
Ray Bowling at second base. He represents a tie-breaking run with one out in the top of the seventh. Ron Hunt chasing the runner back to the bag at second. And now the pitch. Outside ball two. Two balls and one strike. Gordon Richardson also throwing in the bullpen for the Mets, along with Darrell Sutherland. Braves have action in their bullpen. Negro, a knuckleballer, warming up. Now ground ball off the broken bat. Down to short. Roy McMillan comes up with it. Goes to first base for the out. And on the play, Bowling moves over to third. So the Mets get their second out, and the Braves are going to use their second pinch hitter in the inning as Philippe Ballou is coming out to the on-deck circle. That'll mean that Billy O'Dell will be going out of the ballgame after one inning of work. And Phil Negro, who is warming up in the bullpen for the Braves, will be in in the bottom half of the seventh. Right-hand batter hitting 297, 22 home runs, and 70 runs batted in. Milwaukee ball club with plenty of depth, and the first pitch is hit foul at strike one. Milwaukee coming up with John Blanchard just the other day to strengthen their bench department. Also, Jim Beecham. They have Don Diller, Ty Klein, Philippe Lou, Jesse Gonder, Billy Cowan. Bill Woodward, Mike Delahose, and Dennis Menke. Now one strike to pitch back to Lewis at deep to left field. It is way back. Going back to the wall. It is a home run. So a two-run pinch hit home run by Felipe Lou has put... The Milwaukee Braves into a 3-1 lead. And for Lou, that's his 23rd home run. His 71st and 72nd runs batted in. Now the batter is Rico Cardi. Rico drove in the time run in the fifth inning with a single off the glove of Ron Hunt. His last time up. That is the second pinch hit home run for Philippe Lou this year. And it has put the Braves in front three to one. And the first pitch is strike one. A big swing and a miss. That home run also has put Billy O'Dell, who worked one inning, into the pitcher of record. Now the one-strike delivery to Cardi. It's in the dirt. A change-up. It's ball one. Cardi batting 318 with 10 home runs and 35 runs batted in. One ball, one strike. It does not necessarily follow that Odell will get credit for the win if the Braves go on and win it from here. It will be up to the official score as to whom the game will be given to. 
Next pitch is a curveball. It's in for call strike two. One ball and two strikes. Generally, as a rule of thumb, a score will give the pitcher who is the pitcher of record at the time the game is put into that position the scoring decision. Unless he has pitched very badly. In this case, Odell worked one, two, three. One, two, pitch it off the handle. Popped up towards second base. Ron Hunt backtracking on the grass. And he makes a catch and that retires the side. But in the inning, the Braves take the lead by scoring two runs on a double and a home run. There are only two hits. There were no errors and no one left on base. And the score at the end of six and a half innings, the Braves three, the Mets one. Say, is this one of those nights when you're not yourself? Even if you are, you'll feel more so when you listen to this.
In other games in the major leagues, at the end of seven at Philadelphia, Philadelphia Phillies four, the St. Louis Cardinals three. John Dennis has relief. Bob Gibson for the Cardinals. Jim Bunning going all the way for Philadelphia. Wide and short at home run. At the end of five, Pittsburgh five, Cincinnati nothing. Arrigo now pitching for the Reds. Joy Jay was the starting pitcher. Bob Beal has gone all the way for the Pirates. Stargell had a three-run home run in the second. Also scheduled Houston and Los Angeles and Chicago at San Francisco. In the American League, Yankees are playing at Chicago. And at the end of four, the Yankees two, the White Sox one. Mel Sotomayor pitching for New York against Gary Peters. In the first of two, Baltimore over Kansas City, five to two. The winning pitcher is Stu Miller. In the second ball game, after two and a half innings, Kansas City five, Baltimore three. Hager has replaced Hunter for Kansas City. Palmer is now pitching for the Orioles. John Miller was the starter. Robinson and Powell had home runs for the Orioles in the second ball game. At the end of five, Minnesota five, Boston two. Perry and Early, the opposing pitchers now, more had started for Boston. And at the end of five, Washington four. California Angels, nothing. Gatewood replacing Lopez for the Angels. Ritzik has replaced Pete Rickard for Washington. Well, that brings us up to date in the scoreboard. And we're now moving to the top of the eighth inning. will be Mac Jones and the first pitch from Jack Fisher is a changeup outside is ball one. Mac is 0 for 3 batting at 265. Left hand batter. He'll be followed by Hank Aaron and then Eddie Matthews. Braves lead 3 to 1. Next pitch is a fastball. It's hit in the shallow center. Moving back is Roy McMillan. Roy calling for the ball and he makes the catch. One away for Fisher here in the top of the eighth. And he'll now pitch to Hank Aaron. Hank is 0 for 3. His last time up, he lined out the left field. Langold Extra Dry is New York City's largest selling beer. And is doing all right in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. Change up at deep to left. Moving over to his right is Ron Trabody. Handsome room. He makes the play. So Jack has two away here in the top of the eighth. And now he'll contend with Eddie Matthews. Eddie is 0 for 3. He lined to first his last time up. Rays have three runs on five hits. The Mets have one run and one. And the first pitch to the left-hand batter is outside, ball one. Matthews with 30 home runs and 88 runs batted in, batting at 254. He'll be going back to the place where he started playing ball, Atlanta, next year. He was quite a sensation for the Atlanta Crackers when he was in the minor leagues prior to coming up with the Boston Braves. He had the last guy to play in a Boston Brave uniform that is still active around with the Milwaukee Braves. Lawrence Fine, of course, is with that team. He's with the Giants. Next pitch is blowing. It's ball two. Two balls and no strikes. Fisher at 2-0, and the pitch is fouled back on the screen. Two balls, one strike. And the next delivery is outside. That puts the count of three balls and one strike. 
Two men out were in the top of the eighth. The Braves lead three to one. Mets have won four of the six games played here in Chase Stadium against the Braves. Now playing their seventh. Hard smash to first, taken by Jim Hickman. He weighs Fisher off, goes to the bag for the unassisted play. So Jack Fisher goes through the inning in order, one, two, three. And the score now at the end of seven and one half innings. The Braves three, the Mets one. It's very hard to sell sheet music in Jamaica, you know. They make up songs whenever they need them, like this. Having your party, eating rice and peas, dancing happily as you please. Mmm, charming lady with a very nice smile. Think I'll talk to her for a while. Think I'll talk to her for a while. When Jamaicans get together for a party, the beat is calypso and the songs are made up on the spot. The party was hilarious as it could be, but in the morning there was news for me. The Peggy was a man play wedding soon on his wife. The smiling lady is now my wife. The smiling lady is now my wife. And when the singer finds his throat a little dry, something refreshing will be improvised. Probably Rheingold beer. In New York City, where there are more different kinds of people than in any other city in the world, more people drink Rheingold Extra Dry than any other beer. Why do Jamaicans like Rheingold? We don't know. But we must be doing something right. It's the bottom half of the eighth inning. The Mets trail by two runs, and they're going to use a pinch hitter for the leadoff batter, Greg Goosen. With the right-hander, Phil Negro, warming up. And he's set to pitch his second inning. Ed Greenfield has been put into the ball game to bat for the catcher, Greg Goosen. The Mets will have their seventh, eighth, and ninth batting positions due up here in the bottom half of the eighth. And with the bullpen warming up right now, there'll be a pinch hitter for Bobby Klaus and also for the pitcher, Jack Fisher. Now Ed Greenpool stepping in, and the first pitch is a knuckleball. It's inside for ball one. Greenpool batting 267. He leads the club in that department. He has nine home runs and 51 runs batted in. Left-hand batter, and the pitch back to him is a fastball. It backs over the outside corner. It's strike one. One ball and one strike. Greenpool taking all away in this one. A third ball is taken for ball two. Two balls and one strike. And the 2-1 delivery is a fastball hit foul. Yogi Berra moving to his left to make the play. Warming up in the bullpen for the Mets, along with Bob Moorhead. Two balls, two strike count on Ed Greenpool. Mets need two to tie. And Phil Necro back to work, and the pitch is outside, ball three. Necro has three balls and two strikes. He is pitching to his fourth man. He struck out his first three. Jack Fisher in this ballgame had a string of five consecutive strikeouts. Running through the third, fourth. Now a swing and a miss, strike three. Rainbow down and strike. So that's four in a row for Phil Necro. And the batter coming up is scheduled to be Bobby Klaus, the third baseman. Johnny Lewis was in the on deck circle. He has been called back. 
And now Chuck Killer, who was originally in the on-deck circle, is coming back up again. for Bobby Cross. Chuck batting 244 with six home runs and 22 runs batted in. Raise in front by a 3-1 score. First pitch to Hiller is too low. It's ball one. Negro back again and the fastball is piled up. Chuck goes to one ball and one strike. Mets had the early lead by scoring a run in the fourth inning on a home run by Jim Hickman. It was their first hit and their only hit in the ball game. Now a knuckleball back outside and high for ball two. Two balls and one strike. Ray's patted up at the top of the fifth and took the lead in the top of the seventh on a two-run home run by Philippe Ballou. Delivery is taken outside, ball three. So Negro at three balls and one strike on Chuck Hiller. Chuck backing out, looking for the hitter take sign. And he takes, and it's in for call, strike two. So Negro now, again, a three and two. And the three-two pitch. Foul off down the left side. The count stays at three balls and two strikes. This is the first game of a three-game series. Metro play at 2.15 tomorrow afternoon. It'll be camera day. And then at 2.15 on Sunday, a single game. Next pitch is inside and low. It's ball four. So that puts... The time run at the plate as Chuck Geller gets the first base on the walk. The first one injured by Necro. That's the first base runner off Necro. And the Mets will now have to decide who's going to be the pitch hitter for Jack Fisher. It's going to be Johnny Lewis. Being sent up as the third pitch hitter in this inning. Down with a record of 249 this year. He's hit 14 home runs and 40 runs have been driven in. And his first pitch, a knuckleball outside, dropped by Joe Torrey, but Chuck Hiller holds his first. One ball, no strike. Now Torrey going out to the pitching mound to talk with Phil Necro. Torrey uses a large glove on the knuckleball. Mighty loose one. It looks more like a first baseman's glove than anything else. Dean Oliver at first base is playing about six steps behind the killer. The base runner there. And the next delivery. It's outside, ball two. Well, Negro behind, two balls, no strike. sets again and comes back to the plate with a fastball that's in for a call strike. Fastball over the inside part of the plate. Lewis backing away and the count two balls and one strike. 
Negro is not a knuckleball pitcher in the full sense of the word. Knuckleballers like Wilhelm throw 99% knuckleballs. Negro comes in with a fastball and a slider. He also came back there with a fastball. It was swung on a miss, strike two. His bread and butter pitch, his strikeout pitch, is his knuckleball. Now the 2-2 pitch. Fastball, swung on a miss, strike three. So, Johnny Lewis. Strikes out as a pinch hitter. That's five for five for Phil Necro. All five of his outs have come on strikeouts in his one and two-thirds innings. And now the batter will be Ron Hunt. Ron looking for his first hit is 0 for 3 in the game. Batting at 216. Chuck Hiller at first base. Two men out in the bottom half of the eighth inning. Rays lead by a score of three to one. And the first pitch is low and away, ball one. Nico with a fastball. And the right-hander back again, and the fastball strikes foul on the right side. Killer rounding at second base, coming across the diamond to go back to first base, and the count is one ball and one strike. Ron has yet to hit a home run this year. He's had five runs better than this is his 42nd game. He's been at bat 139 times. And the next delivery is taken high and tight. Two balls and one strike. pitch. Inside corner for a strike two. Two balls and two strikes. Well, Negro's in the position of striking out his sixth batter at two and two. Ball is hit right back to the mound. A one hopper for Negro. The throw to first base in time to retire the side. No runs, no hits, no errors to walk. A man left on. And the score at the end of eight. Milwaukee Braves three, the New York Mets one. Well, tomorrow's game, which will be coming your way at 2.15, we'll see Al Jackson pitching for the Mets as the Mets try to throw a cog into this kind of drive of the Milwaukee Braves. And the Braves will counter with Tony Kroniger. Tony's having a great year. His record 20 and 9 this year. He'll be looking for his 21st victory. Al Jackson has been pitching strong baseball for the Mets throughout the last half of this season. Mets pitching has picked up considerably with Al Jackson pitching good baseball. Doug McGraw pitching some sensational baseball. Doug has looked outstanding in the last five outings. And with Jack Fisher going on in his usual style. Mets will now have a new pitcher in the ballgame. It's going to be Daryl Sutherland relieving Jack Fisher. Don't forget, tickets are available for the remaining 10 dates the Mets have at home, all single games. At Shea Stadium at entrance D, open weekdays from 8 to 6, weekends from 9 to 5. Also downtown at Pennsylvania Station, in the Long Island Railroad waiting room there, open weekdays from 8 to 6, and Saturdays 8 to be to 4. You may also purchase tickets at Grand Central Terminal at the foot of the 42nd Street and Vanderbilt Avenue ramp, open weekdays from 8 to 6, and Saturdays 
from 830 to 4. Tickets available at Macy's in Huntington, Long Island, open during the store hour. And you may make reservations for box and reserve seats at all the Howard clothing stores in the metropolitan area. Instant reservation service now available at all the child's restaurants and gotta go kitchens in the New York area. And plenty of baseball yet to come. All of it against first division ball club. Many contenders going all the way down, actually going into the sixth position as the Mets have two games with the Philadelphia Phillies. Three games with the Philadelphia Phillies, two games with the Pirates, and three games with Cincinnati, and two more remaining with the Milwaukee Braves. Mets now have a new alignment practically all the way around. Darrell Sutherland is their new pitcher. The catcher is Johnny Stevenson. Jim Hickman has been moved to third base, and Eddie Greenpool has gone in at first. Johnny Lewis is in center field, and Bud Harrelson has gone in to take over at short. We'll try to find out exactly where they'll be hitting as the announcement comes through the press box. Darrell Sutherland pitching to Joe Torre. Darrell making his 11th appearance. He has won one and lost one, and his first pitch is in for a call strike. Joe has one hit and two official times up. That was a double in the left center field. of an even 300. And a curveball is back off the glove of Johnny Stevenson, pitch outside. One ball, one strike count. is strike two. One ball and two strikes. Torrey now going over to get some rosin. The only places we can be sure of about the batting positions, Johnny Lewis has gone in in center field will be batting in the ninth position. He was a pinch hitter for Jack Fisher. Ed Cranepool is batting in the seventh position. He batted for the catcher. One ball and two strikes. And the next pitch is inside, ball two. Now the announcement that Sutherland is batting in the eighth position, pitcher batting eighth, Stevenson, the catcher, batting second, and Bud Harrelson, the shortstop, batting in the sixth position. 2-2 pitch is blown away, and it's ball three. A full count now on Joe, Joe Torre. Two strikes. The on-deck batter, Gene Oliver. Rays lead by a score of three to one. And the next pitch is inside, ball four. So Darrell Sutherland walks his first man. That is the second walk for the Milwaukee Braves. Jack Fisher walked one in pitching through eight innings. Jack gave up three runs. Allowed only five hits, but the big one was a two-run home run by pinch hitter Philippe Lou. Jack struck out five. And he goes out of the ballgame as the pitcher record on the losing side. First pitch to Gene Oliver is low. It's ball one. 
top of the ninth. The Braves lead three to one. They have a runner at first base with the count at one ball and no strikes on Gene Oliver. And the next pitch, a check in the swing. It's too low for ball two. Two balls and no strikes. Checks at first base and comes back again. And a swing for strike one. Two balls and one strike now. Edging off at first base. And the next delivery is hit foul. Ball bouncing over toward the Milwaukee dugout. The count of two and two. Right now, we'll pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. Eight ten on your dial. WGY Schenectady. The voice of the Mets in the great Northeast. Ralph Gunner along with Bob Murphy and Lindsey Nelson from Shea Stadium. Braves lead three to one with no one out here in the top of the ninth inning. Sutherland taking a long look. Now has the sign. And his next pitch is set high in the air in foul territory. The ball going out of play. Another candle stay at two balls and two. Candle stay at two balls and two strikes. St. Louis Cardinals have tied up their ball game with the Philadelphia Phillies, scoring a run in the top of the eighth inning. The game now going to the tenth inning. The score at four to four. Don Dennis pitching against Jenkins now, who relieved Jim Bunny. Strike. The end of six and a half, Pittsburgh five, Cincinnati nothing. 
Lock against Bob Field now, the starting pitcher for the Reds, Joy Jay. Now the 2-2 pitch, again a foul ball. Another count again, stays at two balls and two strikes. Again a 2-2, and again a foul ball. Dean Oliver keeping the count going, holding the count at two balls and two strikes. At the end of six innings, the Yankees three, the White Sox one. Mel Sotomayor against Gary Peters. Fresh had a home run in the fifth inning for the Yankees with no on. Baltimore defeated Kansas City 5-2 in the first of two. In the second game, it's Kansas City eight, Baltimore four at the end of three and a half. Now once more, the 2-2 pitch. This one hit in fair territory, high in the air, the shallow right field. Joe Fritzberg coming in. And he makes the catch. Joe Torrey goes back to first base, and the Mets have their first out here in the top of the ninth. That brings up Frank Bowling. Frank has a single and a double and three times up. His average at 269 this year. Minnesota Twins have a big lead over the Red Sox. Eight to two after five and a half. Throw to first base, but Joe Torre standing right in the back. Washington leads the Angels by a score of four to one after six. And Detroit shut out Cleveland. The first pitch to Bowling is slight foul under the stand, strike one. Shut out pitched by Mickey Lovitz, his 12th win of the year. He's lost eight ball games. He pitched a four-hitter. One strike count on Frank Bowling. Rays lead three to one. They have Joe Torre at first base with one out in the top of the ninth. And the one-strike delivery is way inside ball one. Fastball. Inside, driving bowling away. They count one ball and one strike. Darrell Sullivan pitching. Joe Torrey running. The pitch is hit down to second base. Coming in is Ron Hunt to make the tag. He turns around. by Ron Hunt just off the line running from first to second base and Ron moved in and hit the tag on Joe Torrey right near the back. The force of the tag took Ron a little bit towards his right side. He spun around, turning all the way around to the outfield, made the throw to first base but Frank Bowling had time enough to beat the throw there. So the Mets missed the double play on the good play by Ron Hunt and now the batter will be Bill Woodward, the shortstop, batting for the first time. Two men out on the top of the ninth. And the first pitch is taken low, and it's ball one. Woodward batting 192, a right-hand batter, with no home runs, and seven runs batted in. He went in the ball game at shortstop, and he hit the next pitch right back to the mound. It's picked up by Sutherland, who's going to first base, retires the side. 
In the inning, no runs, no hits, no errors, a walk, and a man left on. And the score at the end of eight and a half innings. The Braves three, the Mets one. And here is Bob Murphy with another unusual fact from the Viceroy Hall of Records. Here's what happened one fourth of July when the weather provided the power. It was back in 1933 in Gallup, New Mexico. A game was held up because it was just too hot to play baseball. Then, two hours later, the same game was called off completely. Hot weather? No, sir. A snowstorm. Let's get away from the weather now and find out whether you've tried Viceroy. Because when you do try them, you've just got to like them. You see, Viceroy is specifically designed to taste the way you'd like a filler cigarette to taste. Not too strong like some brands that taste as if they didn't have a filter. And not too light like others. You know the kind. They just don't seem to satisfy your taste. But Viceroy's not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the filter for the taste that's right. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. Not too strong and not too light. For the ninth inning, the Mets coming up here as they trail by a score of two to three to one. Two runs behind in the ball game, and the first batter will be Johnny Stevenson. John will be batting for the first time. He came in the ball game as part of the battery that worked in the top of the ninth inning. On the mound for the Milwaukee Braves, Phil Negrol, and his first pitch is a knuckleball, a swing for strike one. Negrol came in the game in the seventh inning. He has struck out five of his six outs in the game. Only man to reach was Chuck Keller, and he walked in the bottom half of the eighth. The next pitch is hit foul on the ground to the right side, strike two. It'll be Johnny Stevenson, Joe Christopher, and Jim Hickman against Early Grove. Wade Blasen game was a starting pitcher for the Milwaukee Braves. He worked five innings, went out with a score tied at 1-1. Billy O'Dell came in and worked one inning. He was a pitcher of record at the time that the Milwaukee Braves took the lead in the seventh inning when they scored two runs on a pinch hit home run by Philippe Alou. Next pitch to Johnny Stevenson is fouled to the left side and strike count holds at strike two. And the next pitch is swung on and missed strike three. So Phil Negro has now struck out his sixth man. with one out here in the bottom half of the ninth inning. The batter will be Joe Christopher. Joe Christopher batting for the fourth time. He is 0 for 3. And Nico now with his first pitch and Christopher moves out to bunt and takes it for ball one. Mets have been held to one base hit through the combined pitching efforts of Blasting Game, Billy O'Dell, and Phil Necrow. Mets had a one-hitter pitched against them prior to this ball game, where they scored a run. That was against Sandy Koufax when Jim Hickman had a home run. Game is one, two to one by Koufax. Next pitch is low and it's ball two. Two balls and no strikes. And the next pitch back is in for call strike. Two balls and one strike. Three-one game. The 
Gray's lead. The Mets trail by two with one out in the bottom half of the ninth. And the next pitch is in for a call strike two. So Negrall puts the count at two balls and two strikes with two perfect pitches. Christopher batting 254. Right hand batter. And the next delivery. Hit hard to short. Ball followed by Woodward to throw to first shot in time. Down to short, bobbled by Bill Woodward, the shortstop. It's scored an error against the Milwaukee Braves, and it brings up the tying run. The batter is Jim Hickman, and Jim has had the only hit in this ball game, a home run. The only hit for the Mets, and it was a long home run. He takes the knuckleball low, and it's ball one. home run his 13th this year. He's now batting 224. The next pitch is outside, ball two. On deck batter is Ron Swoboda, so the Mets have some strong men up. They need two to tie. Next pitch is swung on and fouled off. Count goes to two balls and one strike. Jim Heckman. Jim Coburn came off White's blasting game in the fourth. Next pitch is fouled again in the dirt. So that puts the count at two and two. Twenty-six thousand six hundred and sixty-one right here, Channing. Let's go, Mets, or at least close to it. The next pitch is checking the swing, and the ball fouled to the right side. Ball off in the dirt. They can't hold the two balls and two strikes. Joe Christopher not being held on at first base. Dean Oliver playing about four steps behind. The big run is at the plate. Hickman representing the time run. And the next delivery inside. It is off of the bat, a foul ball, as Hickman tries to get out of the way, the pitch high and tight. So the count stays at two balls and two strikes. One man out in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Mets trying to get back in it. This is the first of a three-game series with the fourth-place Milwaukee Braves. They trail by two-and-a-half games behind the Giants in first. And a 2-2, a swing and a foul down in the dirt. So Jim keeps the count at two balls and two strikes. And the fans lean over the rail, had the ball just in his fingertips. Then he tried to squeeze, and it squished right out. Two and two. And the Mets need two. And the pitch back is bounced to short. Maybe two. Round ball picked up by the shortstop. Over to second in time on the first base. A double play. And that retires the side, and the Milwaukee Braves win the ball game as they pick up their 126 double play. 6-4-3 to retire the side and put the Milwaukee Braves one half game closer to the San Francisco Giants. In the inning, no runs, no hits, 
One error and no one left on base. And the final score in the ballgame, Milwaukee Braves three, New York Mets one.